Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. How are you, man? I'm good, thank you. Uh, and you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. I mean, everyone down here is just losing their mind that you're uh, finally coming down here. I mean, you must oh. be excited. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's been kind of overwhelming, actually, how, uh, <laughs> how welcome you guys have made me feel. <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know anything, you know, what to expect when when uh, we're, you know, first approached by, you know, doing shows in Australia. But uh, yeah, the first show we 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 booked was was sold out in like in a couple of days, uh, which after, afterwards I found it's it's kind of rare in Australia to that be, there's a culture for you know buying tickets at the door. So uh, no, but and and yeah, I've been doing a lot of Australian press, so it's uh, very very overwhelming. You know, I'm very much looking forward to it. There was a, a bit of a panic because there was just the one show that was announced and uh, I almost bought, bought flights myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the Brisbane show got announced and then uh, that saved me uh, a couple hundred bucks in flights. So thank you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you saved some money there. <laughs> <laughs> More money on merch, mate. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you bringing your family down with you as well? No, unfortunately. Uh, I, I'd love to, to, to have them with me you know, more often. But um, it's not always practical and it's a very long, long journey. Mm. Uh, and uh, I've been to Japan se- several times and that's also somewhere I'd, I'd love to bring them. But uh, for, for now, they're, they'll all be joining me in Finland this summer. So which is, is kind of closer, but uh, it's uh, also, it's easily managed with having three large dogs. So they have to go to the kennel and yeah. <laughs> Some other time I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, we'll, 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 uh, we'll bring something up to the Brisbane gig and uh, you can take something home. Oh, that would be very nice. Thank you. You're too <laughs> kind. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the Leprous Boys were just here not long ago too. I'm sure they had a lot to say about Down Under. Any criticisms from them though? Not at all. They, 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 they've loved it. I think they've they had two rounds in Australia, and both times mm. they've been, you know, super excited about everything. So, uh, yeah, they told me good stories about that. It's good to hear they have a good time, and I hope you have a good time too. Uh, of course, man, like we're talking about traveling to see bands. Have you ever done that yourself? Have you ever done the massive trek to see bands far, far away? I'd have, I'd have to say no. Well, I, I, I have gone very far and seen bands. But that's because I'm I'm playing there myself. I mean, to, to be quite honest, I, I I never had that experience of going to, you know, to festivals or of course I've gone to shows, you know, but in in Oslo or or whatever. But but uh, I mean, we we signed on with Emperor when I was 16, mm. and I did my first UK tour when I was 17. 
and even before that you know most of the times when i went death black type festivals or shows i before that as well i was i was playing i mean we were gigging with the guys from uh, who ended up in slave you know before enslaved and before emperor you know even when i was was 14 so 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 i never really gone to shows without playing myself really <laughs> which is it's it's strange but i it's, i've just been doing this my whole life so uh... <laughs> was there a plan b i mean if you weren't doing what you're doing would there be something else you'd be doing no i think since i was uh, i was always very interested in music but obviously coming from norway there's nothing really pointing in the direction that you could actually have a music career mm. you know regardless of what kind of music you play you know from norway you what you have, you you have aha, you know. It's a, it's a that's kind of as far as it goes, but uh, but um, no. Since I was thirteen, I went to see Iron Maiden uh, on October fifth, um, eighty eight, wow. and since since the moment where the pyros went off on Moonchild and Bruce Dickinson was jumping on stage, I can't re- since that moment I can't really recall having a plan B. No, so I never had a plan B. I just went full on, which of course is is easy. <laughs> in way, I mean, it, I, I've I've uh, kind of reflected on that more when I grew up. You know, that extreme privilege. Of course, at the time we had no conscious, you know, thought for that. But I think subconsciously, with the kind of social system in Norway, and you know, oil money and all that, you really just have to screw up so bad to really screw up your life. You know, so I think, you know, indirectly, I think it's much easier if you. If you're born into that situation, to actually mm. say, "Oh, yeah, I'm just going to, to follow my dream and do my music," which is, of course, a privilege that most people in the world could not even dare dream of. You know, so so obviously been extremely privileged, and you know, it's uh, like double lottery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man, absolutely, and of course, man, your new album. Correct me if I pronounce this wrong because of my accent. But Emma, is it Emma? Emma? Uh, Armour. Armour? Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's already in my top 10 uh, for this year, and I love the opening track, oh, you. The Eyes of Millennia. It's got a bit of a John Carpenter, Stranger Things vibe to it that I, I love all that sort of stuff. Was that what you were going oh, for? Oh, thank you. That's, uh, if it, th- those would be perfect, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased if, if, you, if you got those associations. But I, I love all of that as well. <laughs> Because, yeah, John Carpenter, no one does it like him anymore. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and it's... it's but, it's, but, but it's similar like the guys for, who, who uh, do the Stranger Things, you know, soundtrack as well. And also their, their album, you know, I think it's called Survive, their band. It's, but it's all kind of analog synthesis, you know, and it can kind of be slightly out of tune. And, and of course, so, so for this new album, with all the analog stuff that goes on there, you know, it's just as much influenced by John Carpenter and, you know, like the Halloween soundtrack and all that mm. as, you know, more modern urban stuff. So, so, um, yeah, but it's, uh, it's very interesting to see how those sounds and, and those instruments kind of are making a comeback into music in, in, and in so many, and in so many, you know, different levels of music as well. They're, they're, you're right there. It's all coming back. And it, all, it, all it really seems to take is one person to sort of make something cool and 
dig out the old synth and uh, then everyone's like jumping on board. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. It, it does, but it's uh, it's nice though. I mean, it's uh, uh, and as long as it you know, obviously, uh, I would say like Stranger so- uh, Things soundtrack is of course very mimicking those mm-hmm. old sound, but but that becomes part of the whole atmosphere. I think they put the series and everything, they balance that so well. You know, for someone who grew up in the eighties and with E. T. and the Goonies and you know, all all those things. And it's um you know it it rest the series resonated very well with me. <laughs> oh, me too, man. Me too. Absolutely. And uh, of, of course on on that subject, man, have you ever been asked to compose for film? Is that something you're interested in doing? Yeah, unfortunately, I hadn't been asked. I mean, my my wife has been doing a soundtrack for a film, so um, I'm a bit envious of that. <laughs> so, but but it's uh, it seems very interesting uh, and rewarding. But still, I think it's extremely stressful because I, I read up about people you know who do that for a living, and apparently with deadlines and pressure from producers and all that, it seems extremely hectic. So and and especially writing for t- you know for TV shows, uh, I I read this interview with Brian Reitzel, who was doing the soundtrack for the Hannibal series, and he would record like forty five minutes of you know original music for each each show. <laughs> That's crazy. It's it's insane. Yeah, it seems to be easier for me to to be in control, you know, of the <laughs> of deadlines, not having too many people depending on it. You know, talking about that Hannibal series, I mean, I was a fan of that series, especially visually. And I get, oh. especially with your new new video for Akana Imperi, sorry, man. Once again, my Australian accent, Akana oh. Imperi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's up close. Um, the, the video for that, I got a bit of that sort of visual cue is it was that an influence as well that that series absolutely amongst also uh, i i brought in in this original scrapbook i had for visuals and ideas and i had a um a lot of images from like movie stills from like stanley kubrick uh with uh, i guess it's a similar color scheme in in parts in part you know especially the the space odyssey you know with the glowing lights you know, red lights and and, but it, it's these symmetrical scenes, and that's what I loved about uh, the Hannibal series as well. It was you know all these symmetrical scenes that we you know took them out of uh, you know regular life and perception, and how you know that typical uh, patient doctor communication that they have in in his uh, Hannibal's offices, and how those lines would you know, also be part of other scenes when people would talk in a hallway, you know, but you would still see those windows and those lines in the background. Mm. So that kind of symmetry is absolutely something that influenced both this album sonically, but uh, but also visually. That's what I was picking up on, and I loved it. That's, uh, you know, because I, I, I wish they'd bring it back, hey. Damn it. <laughs> it sucks that it ended like that. Yeah, it, it does. I mean... I I I loved all all three seasons, uh, but from a commercial perspective, I can understand why they couldn't continue. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, the the first two seasons were were kind of far out, but that, which which I loved. But the third season, you know, when you, when you start 
you know, the the timeline starts to shift and you, you don't know what is dream and reality anymore, which probably was my favorite season. <laughs> but <laughs> but from, from an objective perspective, I, I, I can understand why, you know, they might have lost some of your typical viewers after that. I, I would love to see all, you know, all seven seasons as they were planned. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it is what it is. That industry, I guess, it's it's all about money, and I think to create that kind of scenery and those visuals and everything, it's uh, it wasn't for free. No, and and it looked very very expensive. Oh, well. beautiful! <laughs> oh man, absolutely! It's one of my everything was like a painting in that show, and exactly. It blew my mind. Blew my and it also the also the the aesthetics were something that I loved about it because I think. It's like comedy when it's just rude and doesn't have a point, and and with series that are just violent, without actually having a mystery. And of course, Hannibal was so violent, but you were never really presented. It was not the act, but it was uh, what what you got to see was often the result, and the violence was also always kind of portrayed as a piece of art, which I, I it's it's just a concept that. That really fascinates me, and has I guess been part of both this album and the previous one. That mm. when when you freeze things, or 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 stretch time or freeze times like statues that can express this intense pain in a in a human figure in a statue, but because it's a statue, it's something beautiful, you know. Or say you know for like the crucifixion, you know the cross. You know, the, in itself, a horrible thing, but for millions of people, it's probably one of their, uh, you know, beautiful visual representations. You know, it's a, uh, it's uh, it's very fascinating when you take kind of the brutality away, and take it out of that concrete moment. Suddenly, it's a piece of art. It's a very strange phenomenon, which is very fascinating. And I think you translated all that very well on on the new album too. Oh, you're too you're too kind. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! I I can't stop raving about it, and uh, I know another guy who loves it as well. Um, and uh, it's so good, it's hard to put into words. I've been trying to write a review for it, and it's just—it's one of the greatest things I've heard in a long time. So that's <laughs> put that down as my review. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, one other thing I want to ask you: What's this? The rumors going around uh, about Nurgle and Halford and you doing something? What's what's that about? Well, it's um, of course I, I I have to say I mean, for for anyone you know any musician who probably into this style of music of any any kind, you know, to have Rob Halford reach out like that obviously mm. is, is a huge compliment because I mean at that level, you know in you know the, his career his background and you know his iconic god of metal stages obviously he doesn't he hasn't doesn't have to say it's nothing in it for him other than purely artistic ambitions you know and and um, uh, i've seen also that you know emperor's anthems is among his top 10 you know metal albums of all time which is also a huge compliment but to be honest i think first time i met rob was back in 2000 or 2001 i can't remember but since then, I mean, I think he very early on, and, and um, during 2003, 2004, we actually discussed, you know, this. He reached out to me, and, and we talked about, 
you know, he he wanted to do a black metal style album with me, you know, and uh, as a collaboration. And we we met on a few occasions and discussed some ideas and everything. And this was in the period where he was not in Priest. And then, you know, shortly after, I remember I went to to see him uh, on that first show they on that tour they did when he was back in Jude's Priest. And from that point on, you know, it's it's just time and you know both being very very busy uh, on other ends. So so it's kind of just uh, one of those ideas and collaboration that kind of faded out. But I guess uh, I was I was very pleased to see when when he had talked to to Nergal. and it it was actually Nergal who who uh, texted me and said you know and and showed showed me that uh, that story that Halford was still kind of uh, key so and needless to say I mean both both of us we we didn't have to say much you know it's uh, it's uh, well, uh, but how how we felt about it. but what can I say it, it it's just it, it's just a seed of an idea you know, so so uh, if circumstances would allow the three of us to to come together and and do something like that, you know, nothing would make me happier. You know, that would be just uh, an insanely and also, I mean, Nergal is, you know, uh, just amazing artist. You know, such, uh, you know, so he's one of those people. I think from from that extreme black metal scene. Mm. Uh, that really, uh, what can I say? As a, as a, a frontman, or or uh, also um, h- how he projects himself. You know, he's very big on social media, but he has this hundred percent integrity, doing that full makeup black metal thing. And but that does not stop him from doing, you know, even you know, laughing in puppet theater, you know, <laughs> on, on his Instagram. But he shows, you know, that that. He's such a, uh, shows himself as such a complete person, you know, and and not limited to, you know, this very narrow perspective, of uh, especially in within the black metal scene. I think people people uh, this kind of culture police within that that kind of limits you to what you 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 can and cannot do within the format, and I think he just breaks that in a beautiful way. So, so I, I, both as a friend, but also as, you know, someone from, uh, with with that expression, I greatly admire him. That's so awesome to hear, and I really, really hope that that uh, project does come together one day, one day soon. Oh, me too. Soon. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, before World War Three, before all that stuff, uh, yeah, just. Uh, just deliver the world that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I I I'd love to. I'd love to. But and uh, I, I know how it is. I have some other kind of pending collabs and stuff that you know. It's so exciting to be possibly possibly be involved with. But uh, you know, as Nargal, as as Rob, and you know, as Matifi, which I mean, we've been. You, I'm supposed to be producing his his solo record. You know, and we're constantly in touch about it, but it's just you know time, and we're just each of us are just one person, you know, <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> oh, and man. you can't do these things half-hearted. You have to do it right, you know. Otherwise, it's uh, it's no use just piecing together something, you know, in a rush. That's right. Well, we'll, we'll see how we go, man. Well, man, I'm very appreciative of you taking the time to talk to us tonight, and uh, likewise, we really can't wait to see you in May. So. Uh, Pack your bags and come down and have a beer with us, mate. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I'd really hope to. And uh, probably would need need one after that flight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely. It's a long one. <laughs> I'll be keeping busy until then, I think, because um, yeah, I'm, I'm playing next, uh, you know, in a couple of, or it's, it's not even two weeks, is it? I'm playing two Ishan shows and two Emperor shows, but I'm playing kind of back to back. So like Ishan, you know, one night and Emperor next and vice versa. So <laughs> I'll... Uh, I'll have my work cut out for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you hopefully you get some downtime, man. So, uh, but we're definitely looking forward to seeing you in May. And uh, until then, take care, my friend. Thank you so much. Very good talking to you, and thanks for the support. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 